Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and I don't have a song this week. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses <laughs> wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that deserves. That made Julian's computer quake. I'm the host of the coast, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, showing the ladies what real Dan looks like, Danielle Radford. Ladies, men, non-binary folks, <laughs> don't, don't DM me, but, you know, just appreciate from afar. And Kelk the music, Lindsay Kelk. I like that. It's nice. I I can't. I have no musical skills. But thank you. <laughs> is that supposed to be cut the music? Like kelk my music. Is that what that is, Julian? Yeah. Just, okay. Just embrace it, Hal. Just embrace it. Let it let it happen. Yeah. No, I just wanted to make sure I that I understood it. That's all. I embrace it. I embrace it. I love <laughs> let it. Let it wash over you. And then Danielle was also, you know, Rick Rude. There you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've got to start on a tragic note. Everyone in the wrestling across companies and promotions has been mourning Shad Gaspard, who died in a rip current this past weekend. Shad was best known as one half of the WWE tag team Crime Time, which was popular in the mid 2000s. Yo! 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 What's really good, Shad? Tell him what's hood. Hey, yo, hey, yo, hey, yo, V Mac, V Mac, yo. V Mac. Yeah, 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 you know, be back, yo. Hey, yo, we're just thinking, we know you're trying to find out who your son is and everything, and we're just thinking, it could be one of us. Nah, 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 I know what you're thinking, but yo, we have a lot in common. Because, yo, we like to make that money, money. Yeah, yeah. Of 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 that money, money. All accounts are that he was a really good guy, and the last thing that he did was make sure that the lifeguard saved his son. Um, very sad. I remember him well. I was I was a big fan of Crime Time, even though they were saddled with a intensely racist gimmick. They made it work and were super charismatic, and everybody uh, the loved story them. of every black wrestler. Yeah, um, but. Uh, it's that was like really shocking and depressing news to you. Yeah, very sad. I don't go in much for afterlife theories and shenanigans, but I do want to say that I had a really weird dream last night that he was helping my grandmother wallpaper her living room. And I don't know what that means, you guys, but if it means anything good, that makes me really happy. I think they would get along and she needs that help doing her living room because she was a short lady. Uh, so that was nice. But yeah, everyone just seems so sad. He seems like he was such a good person. Yeah, it's and, it, you know, like there's obviously, you know, he's like stopped robberies. He was a real life superhero. Like, yeah, it seems like sacrificing himself or putting himself in harm's way to make sure that others would be fine is just like what he did. That was just yeah. a part of who he is. Um, and God, it, it's so... It's so incredibly sad. And I guess that this is, it, it's a, we deal with wrestler deaths all the time because um, they, you know, have issues with uh, their bodies and with their brains and sometimes other things. And um, this was just one of those like freak accidents. And dude went out a hero and saved his kid. And that's how he'll be remembered. But God, that's just so, what a, he was he was really young and he had a lot more that he could have, he could have, he could do. So yeah, there are so <sighs> many uh, there are wrestler deaths where they make it to an old age and they just sort of give out. But then stuff like this, stuff like Junkyard Dog, where it's an accident. Even Owen Hart, even though that happened in the ring, is a little bit different. But these these premature, sudden, completely unexpected deaths are are way 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 harder. Uh, to deal with because you don't there's no time to prepare for the loss no so I my thoughts I'm sure all of our thoughts are with uh, Shad's family and yeah I mean there's not not much more to say other than that 
Uh, let's talk about some wrestling. Huh? Let's do that. Charlotte, huh? On all the television shows? Imagine. Imagine. It's like literally Becky just got... She's just knocked up. She's barely knocked up. And Charlotte's mm-hmm. on every brand. But you know, that's what happens. That's what ha- If somebody is like not around or can't do a thing, they just like, in, in case of emergency, break Charlotte. And then Charlotte just like, <laughs> you just like tap the glass open and then she, you know, moonsaults out of it. And then she's uh, on everyone's TV forever. Let's just really hope they don't break Charlotte. Like, seriously. <laughs> See, like that is one of my concerns as well, is that that is a lot of work for one person. Because even... You know, even when it was both brands had everyone on them, it was two Mm -hmm. shows. This is now three shows where she is at the center of all of this, like, you know, pretty major storylines in these women's divisions. Um, And just combine that with like, that also means that she's out the house more often. And that's not necessarily the best thing in the world. Nope. Um, You know, and, and traveling between these different groups and i don't know how much crossover there is between like the crews that they have working on the different shows if everyone's kind of doing their own thing but i would have thought the smart thing would have been is you guys do this show we disinfect everything new group comes in does their show we disinfect everything and maybe not have people bouncing from show to show to show that doesn't seem like that does a great job of protecting talent um but that's what we're doing yeah well you know vince is (laughs) Like the thing that really he thinks about the most is how he can protect his talent during this time and not how he can help flagging ratings. Historically, that's about, all he's ever done, Hal. I can't imagine that you would even imply otherwise. Here's the thing I want to discuss with Charlotte. She beat Ruby Riot. And the reason I, I bring that up is because Ruby Riot has not won a single match nope. s- since her return. Nope. And before she left, it felt like she was one of the people who was, who was being groomed to be either the next generation or join an upper tier of performers in WWE, which is well-deserved. She's super talented. She's great on the mic. She puts on really good matches. She's got a unique character to her. What, what Do you think she has a future in WWE, or do you think she's ultimately destined to to go somewhere else, to eventually future endeavor herself or be future endeavor? It's hard, isn't it? Because it does seem right now that they kept her for the sole purpose of just decimating her every single week against whoever they feel like throwing her at. It's frustrating. It feels like an Ember Moon situation where it's yeah. like, we know you're great and you're kind of different, but we're just going to fuck you up and um, not really give you a chance of any kind. We're just going to let Liv beat you, then have Charlotte beat you and just keep throwing you out there to get beaten, to prove a point because you look uh, different. Yeah. And even if that's not the case, like it's not, it's not good optics. You know, it's like, oh, the person who looks different, <laughs> although actually the person who looks more like our fans than anyone else. Um, she's the person who keeps getting beaten. I'm like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah, it yeah. makes me very anxious. It makes me very worried, and I, I kind of wish she did have a chance to go somewhere else because I think she could flourish elsewhere um, and bring a lot to the table. Um, she, she, she was a very talented. I loved her when she was Heidi Lovelace. I loved her on the Indies. I really liked her work. I like her work here. I think she is a singular character. She has her own thing and she does it so well. She connects really easily with the audience, but she's being used in a way that I personally would not choose, which is frustrating. Yeah, piggybacking on what Coke said, that's exactly what I thought. And I'm trying, you found a more diplomatic way than me of saying she's not one of Vince's <laughs> fucking blondes, so he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, not going to strap on those cans and hope for the best. Yeah, so it's just one of those, you know, and and you saw when she came in, because she always looked really different, and she's always had a different look and been very much herself, and as soon as they came in, the first thing they did was strap on those main roster extensions, and it almost feels like it's like a one-for-one. It's like, okay, well, you can have a Ruby Riot, or you can have a Shayna Baszler. Which one do you want? It's like, Mm -hmm. why can't we have both instead of just having, like, and I'm not, this isn't to denigrate any of the, like... It's not to denigrate like the Vince's block like it, or any of that stuff because everyone who's on that roster is working really hard. I don't believe that anyone is there right now who doesn't want to be there. Um, and if they do, they're not showing it because they're working very hard during a very tough time. But mm-hmm. it, it does become very obvious when the women who you know, don't fit into a cookie cutter mold are the women who are not seen on TV as often. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, it, it becomes noticeable. I, you know, we talk about it. 
dudes on the roster can look like anything. You can have CrossFit Jesuses. You can have Finn Balor pointing himself, his pretty face and his pretty dick all over the ring. You can have people who look like whatever. Um, you could have uh, all kinds of different variations. And just when it feels like sometimes WWE is getting to the point where they're like, hey, maybe there's like different kinds of, you know, maybe conventionally attractive. There's like different kinds of attractive. It's not just like this could be in, like this is Playboy attractive. So this is what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like different kinds of, of women and different kinds of things. And like, it seems like it always gets shut down. And that is a, a real bummer for me because they should probably be judged on how good they are at wrestling. Because if they were judged by how good they are at wrestling, Ember Moon would be like a five-time champion by now. I have to disagree vehemently with something that you said in there. We have no idea if Finn Balor's dick is pretty or not. We only know <laughs> that it's got a nice outline. That could close hide a lot. I'm just going to say that. I just I want to throw that out there. Everything else I agree with 100%. <laughs> But that is, I made mean, a bridge too far, Danielle. Think about, think about think what about you're saying Finn's here. Dick. We can't think assume. about Finn's dick, Danielle. Hal insists yeah. that you think, think about, about it. Finn's dick. Think about right that, that now. Dick. That dick. I just right think now. about it. Look, I just, he's always pointing it at people. He must be proud of it. He that's is proud I'm of saying. it, and that's the thing, right? Beauty is mm. if you if you're proud of it and you like find beauty in it yourself, then yep. I find beauty in it. Although now I am just thinking about his dick and like i'm changing you know, my tune he's irish catholic so he's probably not circumcised so that's something to take into account i'll, I'll <sighs> stop now but you you brought you brought us here you brought us here how i mean yeah. he wants us to think about it yeah let's let's think about it <laughs> where's this thing that like you guys talk about stuff like that and i get grossed out i have never ever in the years that we've done this, been no. grossed out. I encourage I it you. and I participate. It's not that you get grossed out. It's that we always feel bad because we feel like Hal's like the professional and he's on all the podcasts and we're just like so dick, am I right? <laughs> Who's tucking? Who tucking? Do you want it? I still, do you want me to tell the story about how I ate me. a pie in the shower on here? Do I have to tell if I not told it on this podcast yet? A super embarrassing story. There's no professional here. I'm good at what I do. Thank you very much. But please. Let now, the dick I talk want to eat a pie in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you so, do. You are so influential, Hal. You are an influencer. You have influenced my I behavior have. twice already today. You made me think about Finn's dick. Now I want to eat a pie in the shower. Yeah. You know who so else good. is an influencer? Who's that? Or who are influencers are the Iconics, who were teased <laughs> to potentially break up. Uh, nope. Because Billy slapped Peyton after they lost via DQ to Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. chance to get the women's tag team championships back and you blow it <gasps> I can't believe you just did that I can't believe I did that oh my god I'm so, I'm, I'm so sorry I'm so I'm so sorry man I love you I don't mind them being a bit pissy with each other as long as we see that it's possible for women to have arguments and then resolve them and remain friends and co-workers <laughs> like, oh, and not so just hopeful. pissy bitches that slap each other and roll around in jello for Vince's pleasure. I don't want them to break up. I don't want them to be portrayed as pissy bitches for want of a better phrase. Sure. I would like them to be portrayed as complicated, layered, flawed women who get frustrated with each other, but then resolve their differences and go on to successfully work together. For me, they, they, they're just a pair, man. And I'm like very curious to see, like if, if they do break them up and they wind up breaking them up, who are they without each other? Because they've always yeah. been defined by their relationship to each other. That could turn out to be something really, really cool, you know? It could be that one of them, it, it, it's not cool and one of them gets genetted. It could be that it's not cool for either of them and they get Dudley boys when those guys <laughs> broke up. So mm-hmm. it's like, who, who knows what it could wind up being? Yeah. I don't know. Although now I'm thinking about the song that the mouse and the cat sing together in an American tale about being a duo. And um, that's made me happy. So I recommend everyone go check that out. Yeah. I won't sing Elsewhere it. Elsewhere in WWE, Shayna Baszler submitted Natalia again. Asuka had her coming out party as the NXT, as the, sorry, Raw Women's Champion and began Woo-hoo! a feud with Nia Jax, who also that. has a really great TikTok. More Check importantly, out Nia Jax's TikTok. Kyrie Sane great. played a recorder. I think let's let's all talk about the hero yeah. of that segment, and it's Kyrie playing her recorder. You are a grand 
Champion! Grand Slam! Champion! What is this? I yeah. love slightly mad Kyrie saying. I love yeah. off the handle Kyrie. I am so down. I this. want her to I want her to play an ocarina so bad. Oh so bad. I want Sunday her to play an ocarina. One. Wouldn't yeah. that match with all of her everything if she played an ocarina? Yeah. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. just so lovely. I want it. Okay, let's start sending Kyrie saying instruments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slide whistle. Glockenspiel. <laughs> Here's your nose flute. Accordion, uh, accordion for the win. Yeah, like the little tiny squeeze box ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens has made his return to Raw with a new KO show. It's nice to have him back. Let's see what else. Viking Raiders beat the Street Profits in an axe throwing contest. How do you feel? You know, about this, this is nothing new. I mean, this idea of we are feuding and we're gonna play, we're gonna like arm wrestle, and then we're gonna see who can bend this spoon and who's better <laughs> at baseball. Mm. And shit that do- that matters fuck all, unless it's unless it serves to flesh out character, which very rarely does it ever do. Generally, these tend to be. I know they look. These things are done with a certain intention mm-hmm. over the years. And the number of times I've seen it, MVP seemed to do it all the time. That was like his whole thing. Is I'll challenge you to everything else, but it almost always fails on every level. How is this working for the two of you? I don't mind it. I have said before, and I know it sucks that we're constantly talking about the thing, but guys, the thing is part of our lives now, so we have to talk about the fucking thing. I'm all for them finding more segments that that aren't about them rubbing up on each other. I mean, if that's axe throwing, man, it's axe throwing. If it's, I can do more one-handed push-ups than you, then do more one-handed push-ups. And again, Hal, you're right. Like, if you're going to do these segments, they have to be a way to drive the story forward. That typically doesn't happen with the first one they do. The first one they do was like the blah one. And then as they start, you know, around the third one is when it really starts to like gel and come together. And that's when they start being able to push stories forward. And that's when you start really getting into the personalities and how they interact with each other. So I'm okay. I'm going to wait until they do this a third time. Because the first time is always just like, oh, let's just go let's go and then they do the thing so you get an idea of it's like uh i'm gonna talk some house speak it's like improv the first one is where they're teaching the audience what the game is this is what the game is the game is is that they're all going to get together and they're going to try to do these things and then as it goes then it starts to get to a point where you can start developing it more but this one is just what's the game how do we present it yes and if you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed so far connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and discord via the links in our show notes we'll be back to talk more about what happened this week in wrestling up next on tights and fights Guess what, folks? Max Fun is running a survey to help people figure out which advertisers are a good fit for our audience. Yeah, so look, we're still going to be uh, primarily audience supported, so don't worry about that. That's always going to be the case. But advertising can be a really helpful source of income, especially right now. All of us who work for every, you know, there's so many great people that you don't even get to hear from who help us with these shows and who work behind the scenes. So advertising can be really helpful. And the results of the survey will help us talk to new advertisers. Isn't that exciting? People you don't even know about yet Ooh, people we don't know about yet people we do know about we want free glasses from uh but that you know we need the survey so we can talk to them directly and convince them to advertise with us and it's not we're not taking up all your day the survey is really short it shouldn't take you more than like 10 minutes and if you do the survey you're going to get a discount at the max fun store just for filling it out um also we're gonna be really really thankful and we do thank you guys if you uh fill out the survey and in fact if you guys fill out the survey um just let us know online and we will give you let us know on the twitter man I'll, I'll give you a thank you and shout you out for that because that's a really cool thing that you took your time to do to help support the channel. Here's what you do. Go to MaximumFun.org forward slash ad survey. A-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y, all one word to fill it out. Again, that is MaximumFun.org forward slash ad survey. Do yourselves a favor. Get that discount and do us a favor by taking the survey. And who knows? Maybe we'll get new glasses. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Mama needs a new mattress. Mama needs a new mattress. Get me some underwear. I could go for some me undies. Couldn't you go for some you undies? Have you seen the Ewok onesie? I have time for that. I'm constantly mailing things and I need a machine in my home that will meter all my postage. When are we getting the blue chew money, Julian? When are we getting the fucking blue, <laughs> blue chew, chew money? Blue chew! Blue yeah. chew! We talk about dicks all the time. All mm-hmm. the 
fucking time. I'll read out that copy. <laughs> I talk about dicks more here than I've ever talked about dick in my life. <laughs> and I write fucking romance novels. I demand the Blue Chew dollars. She knows how to quiver, Blue Chew. She knows how things quiver and pulse. Especially throbbing members. <laughs> oh, they're the throbbingest, those members. Yeah, they're the throbbingest. <laughs> especially if they're full of Blue Chew. Makes it so hard a cat could scratch it. There we go. <laughs> There's the ad. Just send them that. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Bites. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Let's talk about NXT. Let's. You know, Yay. I think it'd be fun to add a new segment on top of the other segment. Just to compare, because these are the two shows that get compared to one another all the time. Danielle, mm-hmm. would you mind walking us through what happened in the NXT women's division this week? I'm just going to talk about Shotzi Blackheart, but okay. Woo. Yeah. You want to talk about her in that tank? Uh, I'm going to talk amazing about her in that promo? tank. My name is Shotzi Blackheart from Oakland, California. My motto in life is TCB. Take care of business. I am balls to the wall. Who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. Some people like to take Ubers. Some people like to drive cars, but I like to rock. And this is how I roll. This is my baby, the Abbott tank with the 105 howitzer. I call her the dirty bronze. I feel like it is one of those things we talk about where it's like, you know, it, it's a lot of the same, same girl. They even have it for different genres where it'll be like, oh, you're the punk rock girl. So this is what you do. And this is how you punk rock. And this is how you are. And she's like, yeah, I'm the punk rock girl. But also more specifically, I'm 90s punk rock tank girl. And you can tell because I have a tank. And then I also <laughs> have a smaller tank that I roll into like a Tonka truck to the ring. Um... I, I love it. Talk a truck take, I think is really funny and cute, but I can tell after a while it's going to become Tony Storm's tiny hat to me where I'm like, I just, <laughs> I just want the, the full tank. Her promo was great. I loved, she, she was very much like, you know, she was Riot Girl. She was giving me uh, L7. She was giving me Lilith Fair. Like that's what she was giving me. Like, and I was, I was super into it. And the only part where I was a little like, eh, it's like, you didn't have to monster truck it. I don't know that you necessarily had to take the tank. Oh, I, she I did. She did. Because yeah. Vince heard that they were getting a tank. And Vince was like, who's riding the tank? One of my blondes? Can she be in a bikini? And they were like, no. No. It's the one that's not Ruby Riot. But like, we have made this one prettier in a conventional sense. So can we get away with it? And he's like, only if she monster trucks. That's how he approved it. That's, That's how, how he signed off on it. Monster <laughs> he literally sat there with his fucking dinosaur behind him and going like, <laughs> no tits? Okay, well then she has to crush things. Like, that's well, it. he's no. also like, look, there's nothing he likes more than a phallic metaphor, right? So at least like she's the, the girls are giving him the phallus that he needs. Um, but yeah, so come on, she's no, she's, she's rolling over the cars just like she's rolling over the division. I like that I she mentioned yeah. a bunch of different women in the division rather than I'm here to wrestle one person because I think when you do that, yeah. all of a sudden it feels like. Well, once this feud is over, we have to invent a reason for you to fight no, somebody I agree. else she rather should, than she should want to be fighting everyone. And I loved no, yeah. and I did. I loved if she's going to do it like I'm crushing this, I'm crushing that. This is the problem. And I don't blame her. This is the problem I've been talking about with Chelsea Green's character, because all she could say is I'm crushing your makeup. And it's like, Shotzi, you are covered in makeup. I know. You are. <laughs> yeah, but Danielle, in girls hate each other. And we like to pick it on each other for dumb stuff, even though we also enjoy that dumb stuff. Don't make me get started on the etymology of like using the word basic. Like nothing makes me more angry than a whole fucking culture that we've encouraged for women to shit on women for liking things that they actually secretly love themselves. Everyone likes pumpkin spice lattes. And if you don't, That's I why don't they know what's so wrong many. with you. It's if, a delicious drink. If they didn't uh, like them, they wouldn't still make them. Exactly. And like, it's the same thing with in wrestling. This is what they do to women every single week. It's like, I don't like you. You're dumb. You like makeup. And it's like, but you too are wearing makeup. And it's I like, mean, I'm sh- better than you. I like music. It's like, wait, I like music. Everyone too. likes music. Sociopaths <sighs> don't like music. But no, like it's, she, she's literally wearing the most makeup out of everybody that was on that show. She mm-hmm. had like the deep eyes and the bright yep. red lips. But and again, the white, white skin. Yeah. And again, it's like, I don't, th- that I think it is more of like, well, what do you say about Chelsea Green? 
Like, what do you say about her? All of these other people, you have like very specific things. And then for her, it's like, uh, you, you wear makeup. That's dumb. Uh, ignore all of my makeup because it's not dumb when I do it, but it's dumb when you do it. And again, I, I just think that like there's there's nothing else there to grab onto. And I'm a broken record, but Chelsea Green, I've seen her do great with character work. And so for her character now just to be like, she's not even an Eva Marie knockoff. She's like an Emmalina knockoff, which yeah. is like Which is a, a knockoff of an Eva Marie. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a knockoff of a knockoff. And once again, when you take someone who's incredibly talented and can do these things and you're like, okay, well, uh, people like to make fun of Instagram girls. So now you're an Instagram girl. And it's like, uh, sure. Speaking of people with who have made stark changes to their look, that's not what we were talking about. Just go with me. Shut up. Mia Yim beat Santana Garrett and then got ridiculed at uh, at ringside and in the ring now. by the first couple of LXT, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. I I I love I love it I love it I love it I don't care what anybody else thinks <laughs> I fucking love it I love the two of them together I love that they're a real couple I I hope that they're real happy Jennifer and I would be happy to have dinner with the two of you anytime. Just come on over, or we could do it via oh, thank Zoom. God. They were waiting. Just get to know one another. <laughs> yeah, they are home. Uh, we know that they're home, and we know they're eating dinner. So shoot your shot, Hal. The extent to which they support one another. Yes. Like him, he's clearly seconding her there, and like there's yeah. no doubt about it. And it is about her, and I I love that. That thing where like the husband and wife come out together and they're all about each other. That works so hard when you put both of them as like, yo, you kick ass in your division. I kick ass in my division. We kick ass together and we are here to support each other. Yeah, sometimes I'm here getting your back. Sometimes you're getting my back. And it's never that you are second to me. And when they do it that way, and it's very rare, and not just for them, it's rare in wrestling. Um, when mm-hmm. folks do it that way and figure out that's how it works. And yeah, man, bring on, bring on all your couple shit. Have them come together if it's going to be we are equals and we are here because we support each other. It's us against the world. Fuck everyone that's not the two of us. If that's what it is, I love it. It's just when it's that thing where it's like, I have to follow my man to like the ring. And my man's gonna, oh, this guy said something mean about me. So now my man's gonna like fight for me. This guy rubbed a snake on me. And now my husband's gonna gently bump his car against a a very, very light railing and then come out and be upset about it. That's not as good, is it? As Johnny just screaming at the side of her going, you would have crushed it. You would have taken advantage of that opportunity. You would have won. Like Johnny, oh, I love it. I really do enjoy it. And I like their corresponding outfits. I do want to say I like their coordination. I'm gonna it's say small, but yeah. it's important. I'm gonna say something really awful here. There was this tweet that was going around yesterday, uh, or a couple days ago, or whatever this week, whenever you listen to this, um, where this guy was like, "You should really try during sex saying positive affirmations to your partner." It sounds, it sounds weird, but you should try it because that's some powerful. You know, it's really powerful when you do it. And I made fun of it because, of course, I did. But like. I, I often uh, compare wrestling to musicals and that like it, it gets to the point where the things that you need to express can only be expressed in musicals by fighting and wrestling by singing. Now I'm going to go ahead and, and compare it to porn where like the feelings that you have can only be expressed um, by the feelings you have for your stepmom can only be expressed by fucking your stepmom. Um, <laughs> And so the, that's their moment of like, he's, that's their saying positive affirmations while they're banging is telling her how good she would have been at doing a thing. So great. So great. There you go. Do, do we dare to dream for a mixed match? Uh, Mia Yim, Keith Lee, Johnny, Candice at TakeOver? See, I want yeah, that. I want I it want so that, bad. That I two want. healthy relationships, two emotionally healthy relationships fighting against each other. Yes, please. More. Pl- I can't go to therapy right now. Please give me this. I need this. And a bunch of people, yeah, and a bunch of people who are kick-ass on their own and could have great matches, and then you put them all together in the way that, like, see, when you approach mixed match matches as you would a four-way, even though we know that they're not going to let Candice hit Keith Lee, even though she would I hit Keith Lee. I feel like she gladly, almost certainly will, and I'm yeah. very excited about it. Well, she'll hit him, but he won't He won't throw her across no. the ring, even no. though she, she would take it and be happy about it, because um, that's who Candice is. But I... When you approach it where it's like, oh, yeah, like all four of these people, like we can make this a really good match. and It doesn't have to be about the weird like gender stuff. Nope. Man, it's so I don't even care who wins. I don't care what happens. I'm just pumped to see it. I'm pumped to see that feud I go on. Yeah. Imagine having more than one women's story at any one time. Shut up. We'll get to that in just Shut a up. second. What? But first, uh, the other thing I want to talk about from NXT I uh, was speaking of people who need therapy. Dexter Loomis suffered a loss 
that at the hands of Roderick Strong. I love him so much. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> he is a mashup of every serial killer that has ever existed in popular culture. Yeah. And somehow he's a face. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? And I love him. Like, what is happening? I don't know. I love it. I love the John Carpenter music. I love the Patrick Bateman mm-hmm. yes. precision. Yes. I love the Dexter of it. I love the Loomis of it. I love the yeah. gloves. I love the head stroking. I love the slithering. Yes. I love, yes. I don't like the tattoo, oh, yeah. but that's his personal choice. I love the everything. The eye contact I'm eye very contact into. In the, the sun damage on his skin is a concern because like that's, he's been out in the sun. He's been out in the sun and he needs yeah. to put on the yeah. SPF, sir. But holy shit, I love the mustache. I love the sweet baby blues. I love I, I, this I, I like man. the psychosexual stuff. I think that that's what I like in my serial killers. I like that he's so open about it. You know you do, what you don't want to be doing if you're Dexter Loomis in a profession where you have to rub up on people for a living is to be holding that stuff in. Because we've all seen Dexter, presumably. That's when it comes out when you're trying to suppress it. You've got to embrace these urges and let them run wild and free. Otherwise, you will accidentally murder a person. And then look where we are. I love him. I love everything about it. It's fucking weird. It doesn't feel like NXT at all. And I adore it. That's why, yeah, it's so different. It's so different than a lot of what's on TV. And that's uh, different is good. Like, where did this come from? Who saw this coming? Who was like, oh, you know what the next thing should be? A mashup of every serial killer ever who strokes people's heads after choking them out. I'm like, please, please place a gentle kiss on the top of Roderick Strong's head before you leave the <laughs> ring. It's all I ask. It's not much. Choke me, daddy. <laughs> yes. Choke me, daddy. He's such a daddy. If we're going to talk about Wednesdays, we have to talk about AEW. And if we talk about AEW, we have to have the hottest recurring segment on any podcast anywhere on the internet. Lindsay. Hi. Lindsay Ignatius Kelp. <laughs> Who told you what happened name? in the AEW women's division? I, was, I know everything. There was one match. Oh, great. But, like, you won't believe this, Hal. There was one match, uh-huh. but that one match was. I, I, I'm going to have to preface this as breaking news continues to come in. That match mm. was supposed to turn into two matches at the pay per view on Saturday. What? They were going to have two matches and they made a. JR made a big old point on commentary of saying, we've got two women's matches on Saturday, motherfucker. He didn't say motherfuckers. But they made a big old point of being like, you guys, two matches, two matches, a a whole pay-per-view, two matches. There was one match. It was a tag match. And sadly, it resulted in a pretty serious injury, it would seem. We're waiting for confirmation to Britt Baker. I believe it's rumored it may be an ACL injury, which is very bad and could put her out for a long time, Um, which sucks because she is without a doubt like one of the, I mean, if not the highlight of the women's division. So, I mean, we just keep talking about this. It's endless, I know. But she is the best person they have on the mic. She really is in the women's division easily. And she's gone from being terrible to being fantastic. I really hope that if she is out, if it is as serious as all that, she can still work in some capacity on the mic, even if it's commentary, if it's accompanying someone to the ring. I don't know. I worry about her dental practice. People need dentists. I worry. They do. This is all it took to show the fundamental flaws in that division. And it didn't even take this, you know, but it's like you've taken away Mm. one person and who do you put in the match against Chris Statlander now? Like, who fills in for her? What do we do? Like, who is as cohesive of a, cal- a character, a well-developed full character? I love Nyla. Nyla is a beast. That's Nyla's character. She's doing it. That's what she does. I like Hikaru Shida. She is Hikaru Shida. She's like, I am a great Japanese fighter. That's what I do. They don't have many fully developed characters who are anything other than the thing that they do. Brit is more than a wrestler. She she has catchphrases. She has backstory. She has beefs with people. She has multiple storylines happening. She's capable of that. They don't really have that anywhere else in the women's division. Uh, So I'm really worried for her because this sucks. And I am concerned for the division and i really hope they pick up some new people or invest some more time in developing 
some more of their women's. I, I will say, um, while we're on the topic, because it is a topic, I will be on a call later today. So when you hear this, this will have already happened and hopefully you'll all know more about it. But I'm going to be on the AEW Heels call this evening, the Zoom party. Woo! Yeah, which I am very curious to find out about, which is this brandy touted uh, <laughs> women's community within AEW fandom. I don't know anything else about it yet. Okay. Except that Get it's- it! Get it, Kel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm not. That's I'm not on it. No, still. I'm like only watching it. I'm not part of it. Like it's, it's yeah, a Zoom party. Still. No, no, no. I think that that's, it's super cool. Stop denigrating when you do. I'm cool not doing things. anything. Yeah. I'm just going to be watching it. it. Um, and it's still very cool that you uh, got invited to watch yeah, it. Please report back. I will. Uh, I'm curious. Back next week. I think it's um, weird to call it heels, but that's just me. I, there's a show coming out called Heels and it also like separates a lot of your audience from you because not all of your lady audience is into that side of being a lady. But, you know, it's clever. It's clever. I will give them their due. Let's see what they're going to do with it. Although maybe instead of like creating a little special fan club for their female fans, they could just like have better female stories and then their female fans wouldn't feel left out. <laughs> wild, wild and crazy. Let's see what happens. It's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> MJF beat Marco Stunt after interference with Wardlow. You I'm just going to sort of run down the card then we can talk about some specific things. Ray Phoenix beat Orange Cassidy. Darby Allen, Sean Spears, and Pac all cut promos. And then Matt Hardy beat Sammy Guevara after which it was revealed that the inner circle had Kenny Omega strapped to the uprights and were yeah. hitting him with a bat. But who I don't should know show about up? You guys. That was pretty hot. But Zach Morris cosplayer Adam Page <laughs> ran was the length not? of the football field to deliver. Was it not the greatest uh, moment of your week when he just made that sprint? Pretty great. Who the, who's this running in? Who is coming from the? It's Hangman Page. Oh, it came from out of nowhere. The Hangman has returned. Adam Hangman Page sprinting down the field. Oh my God! Look at that! All that momentum and now he's whipping some ass. And also, I don't even know if they did it on purpose, but I've watched the GIF, eight, I want to say roughly 18,000 times. He is stood <laughs> um, so that he is like hidden by the walkway between the stairs, between the seats, uh, between mm-hmm. the ble- bleachers. Am I using that correctly? I'm not from here. Sure. Um, but he's you yeah, can't risers, see him because he's like between the, um, his, his outfit is the same color as the walkway. So he's completely hidden. So it genuinely looks like he just appears from nowhere and makes the run on the GIF. And it's so fucking magical. Uh, I I had been like, this is an okay AEW. I'm fine with it. Like, I'm not mad about it. And then that last five minutes was just like, I was bouncing up and down. Yes, I thought it was really hot when they tied Kenny up and beat him up. I thought that was pretty pretty sexy um but i realize that's that's not everyone but then like the box and then adam and justice for vanguard one you guys it made me so happy it made me really it made me really excited for um double or nothing he deserves that's all Mm -hmm. i'm saying yeah brody lee continued his feud with john moxley by having his minion 10 take on mox at a losing effort after which moxley broke the guy's arm after after Brody Lee refused to come to the ring and return the belt to him after a 10 second count. He didn't even get to 10 seconds. He was just like, we're leaving. Yeah. Get, your, like my, get my bag. We're, we're going. Leaving. <laughs> yeah, that, that and happened. Then, uh, yeah, Moxley. That's nice. All right. Yeah, I'm not mad I'm about it. I love Brody Lee. Um, sure. I thought his promo wasn't as great this week. I'm ready for the match. And then I'm ready to see what happens mm-hmm. next. Because I don't yeah. think mm-hmm. I don't think Moxley loses this one. Because mm. he's only just got the belt and he hasn't really even had it because Brody Lee took it. Maybe a DQ? Yeah, maybe then. a DQ. I could see Brody going for a DQ and I don't know. I, I, I think it's fun. I'm super pumped for the Elite versus the Inner Circle. And I'm kind of mm. interested to see where the Nyla Hikaru Shida match is going to go because I love both of those ladies. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Double or Nothing. Which is I didn't yeah. I wasn't and now I am so didn't realize it was Saturday yeah. forgot yeah, exactly forgot every time. unlocked gentlemen totally forgot yeah yeah uh, I totally forgot and so yeah no I'm I'm right there with Lizzie like this uh, the show last night reminded me like oh right double or nothing oh I'm actually really pumped for this because I totally forgot right? that it was remember what a go home show um, was a go home show it was a go home show yeah. It was a go home show, and it and it and it did the thing it was supposed to do, which is make me yeah. want to watch the other thing happening at another time. Yeah. Well, exactly. Done. Yay. <laughs> and if only they would all go home. 
And we're going to go home from this segment. If you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. This is Tights and Fights. Hey, Max Funsters. It's Jesse Thorne. This week on my public radio interview show, Bullseye, I'm talking with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock about creating Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, and also just kind of why they're the best at everything. There was a window of time when we used to go to awards things and pick up our prizes and party with the people from Mad Men. You can find Bullseye at MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. We're going to end this week off by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? Been just a, a weird wrestling week with Shad passing away, and then uh, Dark Side of the Ring uh, did Owen, which was also incredibly sad. So I'm going to share something that was a really really funny. It's a TikTok, so I don't know if you guys are if you're up on your TikTok memes, but there's a, one TikTok trend that people are doing. They put up a bunch of pictures of different celebrities or whatever, and they have someone like their grandma or their mom try to guess who that person is. And so I think it's uh, Mia M I. I-A-J-W-I-L on TikTok and maybe on Twitter too, um, had what appears to be their grandpa guessing who different WWE stars are. And you listen to the whole thing. It's very short. It's really funny. WE edition. Oh, that's John Cena. Whoopee. Oh, that's, uh, damn. Ah! That's Lumberjack. Uh... (laughs) Lord have mercy. Oh, that's the rock. Shit. I'm smelling what he cooking. Oh, the Bella twins. My God in heaven. Oh, the Undertaker. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Racist bastard. So I just wanted to share that with all of you. Uh, It's my favorite. I really enjoyed him respecting the Bella Twins there. That was a nice surprise. What a a lovely chat. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay? Um, I was trying to decide what to put over, and it was really hard to choose because there were some really, really fun matches this week. And part of me wanted to put over the Drake Maverick Kushida that's going to result in the triple threat with um, Jake mm-hmm. Atlas that I'm really excited for because I know so many people were excited and I thought that was cool. I liked yes. the match. I thought mm-hmm. it was a great story. I think Drake overdoes it a little bit sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm like, come on, rein it in, fella. You're on telly. He pooped his pants once. He pooped his pants one time and he did never, mm-hmm. never consummated his marriage. Poopy pants. And then I really wanted to put over the um, Rhea Ripley Io Shirai match because I loved it. I really, mm-hmm. really loved watching mm-hmm. them work together mm-hmm. and I thought the match was really great storytelling so I couldn't tell where it was gonna go I'm like oh my god is Rhea just gonna beat the ever-living shit out of Io and murder her because she's on her road to revenge and it's like wait no is her desire for revenge gonna overwhelm her and allow Io to get a sneaky win and then what actually happens is Charlotte comes out dressed like motherfucking Superman 2 and just kicks off and I that was wonderful that was wonderful on its own so I've tried to find some joy in Karrion Cross to put him over because people are like why are you talking about him? Like, I'm not talking about him because his entrance looks like six formers doing a play where they sing that Evanescence song and <laughs> it won't end. And I hate entrances that won't end. Um, and then I did some background research to learn more about Scarlett and Carrion. And it turns out she uh, majored in musical theatre. So now they have gone from being my least favorite part of NXT to my favorite part of NXT because I'm now treating every wildly unnecessary Carrion Cross entrance. I hate it. I really hate it because I just want someone to come out and punch him in the side of the head while they're dicking about doing their pretend burlesque show and lip syncing 
to bring me to life. Uh, but now I'm treating it as though it's a deleted scene from Cats. And now I have managed to find some joy. And I am excited for their match with Tommaso Ciampa. So that's what I'm putting over. The deleted scene from Cats slash Evanescence tribute act. Scarlet Brother. Release the butthole cut. <laughs> Release the butthole cut. Right. If, if you can have the fucking Snyder cut, I can have the butthole cut. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, really. But I mean, yeah. what you're saying is you want the people who make cats to wake you up inside. <laughs> is that what you're saying? It's just yeah. dumb. Because someone's just going to come out and punch you in the head while you're doing your little dance. And she is a wake very talented performer. And I know wake that. So why is she just doing weird, twisty, twirly, turny shit? And like, you're super hot and you're a good performer. So I want more from you. I, this is not a Johnny Candace even relationship but <laughs> it does look like the goth segment of cats that got cut so for that thank you for that gift i might have been drunk when i watched that this week but it's cool <laughs> it's fine we'll allow it the cross cross cat is a gothy goth cat <laughs> oh god it was worth it for that see <laughs> this is what happens when you open your heart to joy people <laughs> you are given <laughs> gifts from the universe <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna watch. I want to put over. I don't think I put this over yet, but I I just started watching Undertaker: The Last Ride, which is the documentary of his last three years in the business, from trying to retire to trying to have one last good match to go out to repeatedly failing at that. <laughs> and like, but I, I appreciate. I, I was about to say, like, they, are they gonna put a like question mark at the end? <laughs> One last it, ride to last ride here. Last ride like, to like wherever he went to buy that hat and that t-shirt that he wears in the Talking Heads. Because like, I watched the first episode yeah. and was like, I won't tread on you, Mark. And now I'm going to turn it off. Um, so fair play yeah, to you. Look, I'll tread. I'm treading <laughs> on. The, shan't tread. Shan't just watch. Just look at a guy who's had an incredible career and his yes. mm-hmm. almost uh, quixotic <laughs> quest to... To go out on top, like with something that he thinks the fans deserve, and his own high standards against that is really interesting to watch. I really uh, yeah. enjoyed it, and he like sort of is willing to tear apart his own work and his awareness. Uh, this is a clip uh, that Julian will have to go find because I did. <laughs> I didn't queue up the time. Go for it. You'll be fine, Bubba. Uh, is him talking about the fact that every time he has a match, he's taking opportunity away from someone who deserves it. When I got in the rumble. I knew. I was like, what have I done? And Roman Reigns with his eyes set on the man standing in the ring, The Undertaker. You're about to put your whole legacy on the line, and you know that you have no business being in that match. (laughs) That match should be somebody else's. There you go. Aw, startling yeah. self-awareness from a professional wrestler. That's I mean, right. that is, I, I will say it does sound like all of the other things aside from everything that someone has said about him during his time as being like a locker room leader and all that stuff. It does sound like he at least like practices what he preaches as far as understanding you know, things like that. Like, hey, like I am, me doing this match means I'm taking it away from someone else but I'm gonna still do yeah. this match. If I was yep. gonna play dominoes backstage with any Trump supporter, probably be Mark. You know? That's Bone Street I Crew. That's the nicest thing I can think to say. <laughs> BSK. <laughs> I'm getting that tattoo. Yeah. That part is, I like, uh, come on. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's it. That's all the time our producer Julian Burrell has for this week because he's got to <laughs> get back to playing Animal Crossing on his Nintendo Switch. If you're in our Discord, uh, you can be part of the burgeoning and blossoming Animal Animal Crossing marketplace there. I've made new friends. People who listen to the podcast, we visited each other's islands. I caught star fragments. We traded recipes. It's been great. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all those are in our show notes. And... Hey, if you're a fan of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, we are doing another show the day this comes out at 5 p.m. with guest stars Keegan-Michael Key and Nathan Fillion and Mark Brooks from Better Call Saul. Uh, It is a very good show. I've already read the script for it. Uh, We have rehearsal uh, later on today, this evening. If you get tickets for it, which you could get, follow me. I'm I'm tweeting about it at Hal Lublin or at ThrillingADV. 
The tickets you buy will not only benefit food food banks across the country, but you will have access to the show for 48 hours. So if you can't tune in tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time or you're listening to this a little later, you can catch up. You can also get tickets at the link you see. You can, you can watch previous live streaming shows that we've done and all that money again. As being raised for charity, Danielle. Um, yeah, just uh, my normal stuff. We have another trailer that is out. I tweeted about it for uh, the Great Debate, where you can see um, some more people, uh, including our own Mike Eagle, who is on an episode. So you can see him featured in that trailer, which is incredibly exciting. Nice. So you can go find that, or you can find that on like Sci-Fi. That is the premiere is uh, June 18th. Go check that out. We have Baron. We have Mike. We in the trailer we introduce the uh, robot sidekick DB8. It's all very exciting. Exciting. I'm still playing with my hair. I, I would like stop. to put over Danielle's hair and also that trailer because <laughs> it did look really fun. I especially like the robot, just gonna say. Um, and books that I have written and also books that other people have written because please buy books because it turns out book sales book. are well, wildly down. Yeah, don't buy Rebecca's book. Oh god, don't. Or do. Fuck it. Wake up. It's reading time. Yeah. <laughs> Wake yourself up inside. Oh god. Please buy books. Please buy mine. But also buy any books because um yeah, book sales. Everyone was like book sales are going to go up, you guys. Book sales are going to go up. Book sales are down. Book sales are real down. Uh so all authors and uh bookstores need your support right now. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, we've discovered that you guys only read books when you're in tunnels and uh, commuting. <laughs> we've that's what we discovered. We've discovered that you only read books on yeah. the train and uh, listen to podcasts. Books, it, yeah. Yeah, and listen to podcasts, but it turns out you can listen to podcasts while you're cleaning your yeah. house. Uh you can buy audio books that you can listen to while you're cleaning yeah. your house. It's allowed. You can also read books. You can read books anywhere. I don't know if you guys knew that. You That's can just right. like... Yeah, you anywhere. could like sit in your house and They're read portable. one. You can like even have the TV on while you're reading a book. I do it often. Yeah. It's wild and crazy. Hey, you people out there listening, Nation Conversation, if you love what we do, if you haven't given us five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends and even left a review telling people what you like about the show... You don't have anywhere to go. Do it now. Do it now, for goodness <laughs> sakes. Do it, do it, do it now. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on for us while we're doing this safer at home. And hey, if you want to take it a step further and be the ultimate Tides of Fights fan, get our t-shirt. Get it. Put our shirt, put our podcast on your body. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tides and Fights MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported